we are going to look at the doctrine of creation itself, and why these things are important. I have touched on these topics, but want to focus on them. You may ask why I waited to address this. Well, perhaps it should have been first, but now that you see how large of an issue it is within the faith community and the scientific community, I wanted to wait. First, we will explore the fact of God as the Creator. Then look at the implications of this truth. Third, we will look in general at the importance of creation. A. God the Creator. The Bible teaches unequivocally that the Creator is a great person who created the entire universe of space and time, as well as matter and energy and all the systems and personalities that exist in the space-slash-time universe. The Creator is neither the Mother Earth of the ancient pagan pantheists nor the cosmic consciousness of modern pantheists, and certainly not the light of evolution as promoted by New Age philosophers. The Creator is God, Elohim, the uni-plural God set forth in the most profound. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, Genesis 1-1. God in His essence is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, and eternal. He is the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, 1 Timothy 1:17. He had no beginning Himself, for He created time, in the beginning. Being present everywhere, He cannot be directly seen or heard anywhere. The true God of creation, therefore, is not the inscrutable Allah of the Muslims, but is the God-slash-man, Jesus Christ. God is, indeed, absolute in light and holiness and truth, beyond the comprehension of sinful men. But also, God is love and in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him, 1 John 4 8-9. 1. You have read the following verses, and I hope they will be burned into your thinking for the rest of your life. These are the first two verses in the Bible, and truly profound. I want to reiterate, and is common in Hebrew writing, there is a general statement and then details are given. Verse 1 declares God created the heavens and earth, and starting in verse 2, we see details of what He did. Genesis 1 1 1-2, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. A theological rabbit trail, the Bible begins with the declaration that there is one God. The Hebrew word used here is Elohim. This is a plural word, and when the Bible speaks of God, we know He is one God revealed in a complex unity, trinity, or triunity. He is God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Some say Elohim refers to God's plurality of majesty, and others say it is a reference to the triune nature of God. I think it's both. We have two members of the Godhead referred to in these verses and majesty goes with each. Some cultures believe in a multitude of gods. Hinduism, Native American folk religion, ancestor worship, Hawaiian religion, and other religions believe there are a multitude of gods or spirits. When you start with the Bible, you learn the belief in the one true God has always existed, contrary to some evolutionary thought. We learn that monotheism, belief in one God, did not come later, but first. Monotheism was rejected into generation into a belief in many gods, or polytheism. Unless we have, studied, seen it or lived in that type of culture, we cannot imagine the superstition that took place, and still is taking place in Asia, Africa, Haiti, and more. Our role as Christians is to go to the nations and tell them of the Creator God, who sent His Son to die for our sins. Now back to the biblical verses. Psalm 135:15. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. Revelation 9:20. The rest of mankind, who were not killed by these plagues, did not reap in of the works of their hands nor give up worshipping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. Isaiah 40:28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, 
the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary, his understanding is unsearchable. Revelation 4:11. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. John 1 1-3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Colossians 1 15-17, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn, preeminent, of all creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Jesus is God. The Father, Son and Spirit all were involved in creation, are involved in salvation today, and will be involved in recreation at the end of the age when Christ returns. This is the God who has revealed Himself in creation, in history and in His Word. God is not only the Creator, but the Sustainer. It is through Jesus that everything is held together. That is, He holds all things together by His power, Hebrews 1 1-3a. If He released His hold on the universe, humanity, the stars, the comets, etc. everything would cease to exist. The Bible begins with God creating the heavens and the earth and ends with God brining about a new heaven and new earth, Genesis 1-1, Revelation 21-22. As such, the doctrine of God as Creator frames the biblical story and plays a key role in Christian theology. The doctrine of creation is that God, without the use of any pre-existing material, brought into being all that is. Creation is a completely free act of God intended to communicate His excellence. He alone has no beginning, Psalms 92. God created all that is, including light, the earth, sky, water, vegetation, marine life, animals, angels, and everything else, Genesis 1 1-25, Psalms 148 1-5, Colossians 1:16, Revelation 4 11. God has also directly created men and women, whom He made specially in His image, Genesis 1 27, 2-7, Mark 10 6, Romans 5 12-21, James 3 9-12. All of creation reflects the design and order of God's eternal plan, having come into being by His wisdom, Jeremiah 10 12, Will, Revelation 4 11, and Word, Psalms 33 6-9. Creation reveals God, bearing witness to His power and handiwork to all people, at all times, and in all places, Psalms 19 1-6, Romans 1 18-32. Creation also brings glory to God, displaying His kingship, power, goodness, wisdom, love, and beauty, Genesis 1 1-28, Isaiah 43-7, Romans 11-33-36, 2. This is the God who sent His Son to take on human flesh, be born of a virgin, die in our place and physically arose again on the third day. This is the God we can know by faith. These, among many other passages, describe who He is. He is merciful, gracious, patient, loving, faithful, covenant-keeping, forgiving, judge, and just. But what does it mean that God is the Creator? The implications of God as the Creator. 1. We are all accountable to Him. No matter who you are, how much you have or don't have, how educated you are or not, whatever language I you can speak, whatever your skin tone is, whatever your cultural background, what century you live in, wherever you live, whether a big house, tent, a hut made of mud, or run-down shack in the forest, you are accountable to God. He gave you life. He gave you common grace. He gave you breath and all you have, whether a lot or a little, by whatever standards you measure. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He is your creator. He owns you. You owe him. 
you are accountable to him for all you think, all you do, a lie you say, all you don't do and don't say that you should have done and said. The same goes for me. In this life and the next, your relationship to him, as his enemy or as his child, determines and dictates everything about where you will be forever. Those without Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives, will pay for their sin eternally in the lake of fire, under God's wrath, justice and judgment. Those who know Jesus personally, have had their sins completely forgiven because of His grace through faith in Jesus alone. They will be with Him forever, and see Him face to face. Application, Christian, your sin was placed on Jesus. He paid the price for you. God has declared you and me not guilty. He has restored our honor, though we dishonored Him. He has given us responsibilities to fulfill in this life, and we are accountable to Him to love, follow, honor, obey, and worship Him according to the standards He has given to us in His Word. This is not for salvation, but from salvation, for rewards. 2. We serve Him. He does not serve us. Many believe, including some professing Christians, that God is their servant, and if they believe enough, declare enough, or speak enough, then God will do it. Yes, we have faith God can do anything according to His Word. Yes, we trust He knows best. But He is not our slave. We are His slaves. He does not serve me, I serve Him. When we think God serves us, we think we are God and that He is lower than us. That is a false God. Sometimes God doesn't do what we ask or want, because He is confronting our misunderstanding of His character. 3. He has first and final say so on what happens in His universe. God is the originator, sustainer, and reformer of the cosmos. He has told us what will take place in the end times. He wins. He will make all things right that are wrong today. Application, this is encouraging when we feel we have been treated in an unjust or a wrong way. God has final say so, because He is the Creator. 4. We should turn to Him and trust Him. Because He is the Creator, we are accountable to Him and He has first and final say so in everything, we should run to Him, embrace Christ as Lord, trust Him and trust in His Word and follow Him. That is the only logical response to understanding who He is. That is the response He wants from us. That is the response that is best for us. 5. We should worship Him. After embracing Jesus as Lord and Savior, we should worship Him. Worship is much more than singing, but living for Him on a daily basis. When we understand about Him, worship is the natural result. Example, God proclaimed His character to Moses in Exodus 34 8. Moses' response was to hurry and bow his head to the earth and worship the Lord. Do you worship the Lord? If not, you're missing out. You may not know the song, or you may not be the best singer, or you may not feel well. But if this is a constant thing, why don't we sing to Him? Is He worthy? Are we thankful? Why aren't our hearts bursting with praise to Him? But remember, worship is not just singing, but living a life that honors Him on a daily basis, because of His grace. C. The Importance of Creation the question of origins is one of the most significant that a person ever faces, where we came from is crucial to understand who we are and where we are going. Whether the world was created or has evolved has been a major point of controversy in philosophy, religion, politics and science for the last 200 years. There is no doubt that the biblical vision of man as God's creature, whom he made in his own image, has had the most powerful effect on human dignity, on liberty, on the expansion of rights of the individual, on political systems, on the development of medicine, and on every other area of culture. How different from the humanistic viewpoint of man as merely an evolved creature, not made in God's image because there is no God. Such a premise has enabled the Marxist totalitarian states conveniently to liquidate millions of their citizens because of the assumption that there is no transcendent person in whose image those citizens are created, no being to give those citizens dignity and a right to exist beyond what the state determines. 3. 
Most Christians don't think of the importance of creation. Most are not taught this, and for many, creation is not a big deal. Yes, they say, God created the world, but don't get into the details because it's controversial. But our view of creation impacts our lives. It influences other areas of our beliefs. If the Bible declares God spoke the universe into existence out of nothing in six days, then to say the universe is millions or billions of years old, is false. Here, we will consider the importance of creation in four areas, our lives, evangelism, the church, and the culture. 1. In our lives. In life, we often wonder why we go through the things we go through. While most of the time we will not know why, we can know God is the Creator, has all things under His control and authority, and is not absent from creation, nor our lives. God gave us creation to enjoy. Who doesn't love a good sunset? I didn't say sunrise, because you have to get up really early. In our world so many stay inside working, or playing games, or clicking on social media. That's sad. Example, one of my favorite things to take pictures of is creation. Mountains, snow, the fall, spring, flowers, sunsets, animals, people, lightning. It's amazing. Now, some, even in the church, have taken caring for creation too far. They say we need to save the environment, at the cost of humanity. Some call this creation care, but when you look into it, just like environmentalists, some care more for animals than people. Yes, we should take care of the environment as best as we can, but don't fall for false narratives, that are socialistic and Marxist at the core. Enjoy creation, don't abuse it, but don't worship it either. 2. In evangelism. Creation is important in evangelism. Often many think just tell them about Jesus. Yes, tell them about Jesus, but most cultures have no foundation in the Bible, no understanding of creation, but have an evolutionized, naturalistic, secular worldview of the world. The biblical account of creation answers many questions. More later. 3. In the church. Special creation is one of the core doctrines of Christianity. We cannot compromise it, though many have. Again, while the six-day creation is not a matter of salvation, we need to take God at His word and base our thinking, worldview, and life on it. Special creation is part of that. It is not a secondary matter. There seem to be a considerable number of Bible-believing Christians who agree that the Bible does teach a recent six-day creation and worldwide flood, but who do not consider these truths very important, and so rarely preach or teach them. It is nothing less that the foundation of all Christian doctrine and of true biblical Christianity. That is what God placed at first in the Bible. Consider the following brief summaries of doctrines based on creation. 1. Foundation of True Christology. Jesus Christ was our Creator before He became our Redeeming Savior. 2. Foundation of the True Gospel. The Gospel of Christ includes His substitutionary death, burial, and bodily resurrection, but its foundation is His work of creation. Creation must be included if we truly preach the Gospel. 3. Foundation of True Faith. The first object of a living faith and saving faith, Hebrews 10:38-39, is given in the greatest faith chapter in the Bible, Hebrews 11. Meaningful faith to live by must be built first on faith in special creation. 4. Foundation of True Evangelism. The Apostle, John's evangelistic witness began, like Genesis, in the beginning. 5. Foundation of True Missions. 6. Foundation of True Bible Teaching. After his resurrection, speaking with his own two disciples on the way to Emmaus, beginning with Moses, and, therefore, in Genesis, and all the prophets. 7. Foundation of True Fellowship. Since creation is the foundation of all true doctrine, 
particularly the doctrines of Christ and salvation, it should also be the foundation of true church fellowship. Our Christian fellowship, founded on the work of Christ in creation and redemption, is thus a testimony even to the angels. 8. Foundation of True Marriage and Family Relationships When asked about the most basic of all human institutions, marriage and family, the Lord Jesus merely referred to the record of creation. Matthew 19 4-6. 9. Foundation of All Human Vocations This primeval dominion managed to subdue the earth implies all honorable human occupations, science to understand the earth, technology to develop it, commerce to utilize it, education to transmit its knowledge, humanities to glorify it, all through which to honor God and serve as stewards of the earth, under Him. 10. Foundation of the Christian Life The image of God in man has been marred by sin, but when he is created again by the new birth, he can then begin to live the kind of life for which God created man in the beginning. Once he has adopted the biblical worldview, including a proper understanding of creation and redemption, the Christian will rightly relate to other Christians, society around him, and the Creator-slash-Redeemer himself. 4. 4. In the culture. The compromise of evolution and its teaching have destroyed many. It has been taught for decades in the school system here and in other parts of the world. That is a major problem and contradiction to what the Bible says. It undermines the truth, because macroevolution is a lie. Many professing Christians have rejected the Bible and Christianity, in part, due to the evolutionary fairy tale. I encourage you to encourage the leadership at the church you attend, to do a study on creation, its importance and how it is the foundation for many of the doctrines being compromised today. While it was touched on in this section of notes, section 2 explores more of the impact that our view of creation has on our worldview. Dash. 1. Henry M. Morris, Biblical Creationism, What Each Book of the Bible Teaches About Creation and the Flood, Green Forest, Arkansas, Master Books, 2012, 213. 2. ESV Systematic Theology Study Bible, Wheaton, Illinois, Crossway, 2017, 1674. 3. Douglas F. Kelly, Creation and Change, Genesis 1.1-2.4 in the Light of Changing Scientific Paradigms, Scotland, UK, Mentor Imprint, 2010, 15. 4. Morris, 226-229.